Now you could all see you. All right, we're recording. Hi, Edwin. <laughs> Hi, Eric. Hi, Charles. Uh, no. hey. Sorry to let you guys know, Jerry is uh, ill right now, so he told us to go ahead and do this uh, show tonight, so he doesn't want to let anybody down. So uh, say a prayer for Jerry or good vibes or whatever you guys do. Um, give him a give him a little prayer or whatever. So I'd like to welcome Edwin, uh, first time on here. Uh, yeah, had... uh, my headphones aren't working for some reason. It's okay. We can... <laughs> I'm the one recording it. So it's not it's not feeding back. <laughs> I just kidding. I don't hear anything. So all right, all right, good. So we'll do it this way. All right, you're fine. Hold on. Good. My my headphones are very bulky anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we want like to welcome uh, Edwin. We're busting your cherry on this show tonight, except Jerry Ooh. isn't here to help. <laughs> so how you doing, Edwin? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Sorry that Jerry couldn't be here and hope he uh, gets better. And it's Raphael, uh, our friend, uh, he's on the page, you know, Michael Hampton. Yeah. Oh, Charles is here too. I didn't know Charles. Yeah, Charles is here. Taking part. Hey. Yeah, shooting away my kids. He's shooting his face, kids. Are you like doing some snipe? Are you doing some black ops stuff? It's like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a fly or something around you. Yeah, I got to assassinate this guy, but I want to make sure they do the bullshit sessions. No, it's really cool to be on with Edwin and Eric. That was a great show I listened to today. That was awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be listening to that and uh, the plug t- tomorrow oh, the on the way to work. I'm like halfway through it, man. It's fucking good. It's really good. You guys are always good. Both of you guys always rock. Thank you. you. Know, I love uh, I love the Rock All Over You podcast. I love the plug plug podcast. Of course, we like the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Oh, I yeah. try to plug everybody on everything and Decibel Geek. They don't oh, really yeah. need a plug from us. Decibel Geek. Is I know like, they're like they're like up there. You know they don't need yeah. us. <laughs> but hey, high, so what are you drinking there edwin in, uh, I'm drinking, uh miller highlight <laughs> i got like, some whiskey i got nice. some whiskey too i'm gonna do that a- afterwards i gotta finish that glenn levitt I've been oh man that shit is good i had yeah, a, you'll I finally have a see it get finished actually so that's good I, I tried that metallica uh what is it blackened whiskey i was at my, was my wife's friend's house it was good but the thing is he gave it to me in a little tiny glass and i guess i don't know etiquette that's a sipping glass not a shot glass. I shot it. I took a shot. Oh, He's God. Like, <laughs> it's like, what'd you just do? Oh, you're supposed to sip it? Oh, I thought it was a shot. I would have <laughs> done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's Puzzle. a fine, high-class Metallica beverage, man. You got to savor that. I didn't know that. It was good, though. <laughs> yeah. but now, was it like, so it was good. It wasn't like just one of these like shitty whiskeys and the band just slaps their logo on it so it can like upcharge it a lot. No, they actually worked with the whiskey makers on this and they awesome. they put different barrels and blast different Metallica songs like Black, Black in uh, any. I bet the Load album, you guys probably won't like that version if they're blasting. I wouldn't drink that one. <laughs> I'm not drinking that. <laughs> Master of Puppets would probably be good, right? So, yeah. um, got some topics. We wanted to talk about streaming. So, yeah, that's why I have some I, shit to say Charles about that. Said. So, I'm going to yeah, let you go. Too. I'm going to yeah. let you go first, Eric. Oh man, so obviously I'm pro streaming. Uh, I know Mark. We we decided to do this episode because you you really been bagging on like streaming services. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I'm all about physical copies, buying music, support artists, you know, I'm all about that. But, you know, streaming, I feel it gets this horrible rap that really doesn't deserve 
Um, don't get me wrong. There's the people that use streaming and they never plan on buying music and they use streaming. And obviously the artists don't get paid a whole lot. Um, my big thing is uh, streaming is very useful, you know, for a lot of people, including myself. I, I discovered more music, like more new music, new bands uh, in the streaming area in the streaming era than I ever did, you know, before streaming existed, you know, with streaming, I can listen to an album before I, you know, before I buy it, you know, if I don't have a lot of money one week, cause you know, I, I, you know, I work, I got bills to pay, you know, and uh, I can't afford to buy like, you know, 20 albums every week, you know, I can't sometimes always afford to, you know, keep buying new music. And so streaming really helps me because I can enjoy a new album or test it out before I buy it. You know, if Armored Saint released a new album and maybe I got rent due and all this and that, I can't buy it right away. And then uh, I can still listen to it. And then when I finally do have the money, I can go and buy it. Or, you know, maybe too, I can listen to a, a new band. I could discover a new band, have all their music on the streaming. And maybe I'm like, man, I really want to buy a CD, but maybe I'm going to buy a t-shirt first. So I can still listen to the song. So I'm going to buy a t-shirt real quick from them, which, you know, that's $30 for them you know, then buy the album or buy concert tickets or something. So, I mean, streaming has its advantages and it can really help you um, discover a lot of new music. I mean, streaming is not going away. So you got to kind of try and find a way to make streaming work for you as a, you know, all these bands out there, you got to try and find a way to make streaming work for you because it's not going away. Uh, obviously, I feel like these artists should get paid a little bit more money than what they are. It's kind of a, a joke, but at the same time, too, um, like uh, Michael Brandvault said, you know, these bands, the reason they're getting a lot less money with streaming is because a lot of that money is going to the record company. So that's why the artists are getting paid very little. So they, a lot of it's the record company. You know, a lot of people put the blame on streaming, but the record companies, too, the rep record companies rip off these artists still, uh, and the streaming services are getting the, you know, bad rap for it. I know Trevor William Church from Haunt, he uh, has his own label and he's able to, he's said in like uh, some interviews that he makes enough money to pay his bills and to survive, to support his family and all that because he has his own record label. He doesn't have a contract with a big record label. So basically a lot of that money goes right to him, you know, so that's another thing artists should look into possibly like maybe starting their own labels or finding ways to distribute their own music. I mean, we live in a, social media age where you really don't need to rely on a record company to get your name out there. You know, you yourself can get your band's name out there, you know? So I think, um, I think bands just gotta get creative. I think streaming does a lot of good. Um, I think we just gotta, you know, bands gotta get more creative with how they, um, how they distribute themselves, advertise themselves. Um, and just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rambling here, but uh, yeah, I, streaming, honestly, man, there's a lot of good benefits to it. And like I said, I've discovered so much new music because of streaming. Um, so many new bands that maybe I would have never discovered if, you know, I still had to pay for each individual album or song I bought. It's we, just... we get it. Uh, Spotify pay, has paid you off. <laughs> you got it back <laughs> in the mail. Uh, I'm an Apple Music guy. Oh, <laughs> Apple Music. I hate Spotify. Oh, I'm not too. a Spotify money. person. You got Apple Yeah, me money. too. Yeah. yeah, I got yeah, the I, Apple money. I'm just, I'm just the way I, why I hate streaming is because the artists don't get paid. But the thing mm -hmm. is, I've been reading about it. Artists didn't get paid back in the day either because the oh, did, companies yeah. would always go recomp like kicks. Their first two albums didn't make money. And then Blow My Fuse comes out and goes two million. They didn't get any of the money because 
they had to pay for their first two albums <laughs> for, yeah. to the record company. So they were screwed. And people overlooked that a lot too, is that artists have always been getting ripped off. Streaming is just the newest like method of them getting ripped off. Artists have been getting ripped off since like, you know, way back, you know, look at Sabbath and how much money they got screwed out back in the seventies, you know, uh, record companies, you know, record companies at the end of the day have always been screwing over bands. And honestly, I think there's a better opportunity for bands to, avoid all that in today's market because like i said social media the social media world we live in it's so easy to advertise for yourself the reason you needed a record a record contract was because uh i mean one you needed the money and like the studio time which you know a record you know a record contract would give you that and it'll give you better quality recordings but the biggest thing the record company did was promote you so you can sell a lot so you can make a lot of money you know, artists nowadays have the power in their hands to, you know, get their fan base behind them and to promote themselves. So you really don't need a record company. You need the money for studio time, you know, your stage show. And I mean, you can fund yourself and with your build your fan base yourself and get yourself out there, get your name out there with social media. You know, you got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. So you really don't need a record company. I think if you ditch the record company, find a way to get your music out there on your own. You can make more money from your music and still have a strong fan base and become huge. Yeah. I just think it needs to change. The streaming needs to change the way they pay artists, you know, the record company, they need to say, look, we want to pay a little, give a little bit more to the artist here. Why don't you like stop being a dick and let us release some more money to them? Because if we don't pay these artists, we're going to get shit like Britney Spears who could afford to fucking put out albums and don't need streaming to pay them or you have artists like Def Leppard or Motley Crue used to own their own catalogs and they they uh, Def Leppard in fact made copies of their songs so they could put streaming on there until Universal goes what the fuck we're losing out on money on uh, Def Leppard why don't we have a streaming contract oh they won't let us stream it and they go well we need to make a deal with these fuckers <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's all their stuff went like live streaming and it was like number one in every country all to flip for albums even hysteria dude <laughs> what do you think about it edwin yeah i, I haven't heard your opinion so yeah I, I well i think firstly uh britney spears isn't selling that much these days uh you got update your pop references mark yeah mark all right <laughs> lady gaga or whatever uh, i didn't know who's on cardi b more cardi britney b yeah spears, uh wait mark is very young uh eric is very young mark so we have to explain britney spears is uh she was a, a artist hey i was <laughs> whacking my pud to britney spears <laughs> back in the day man i'm not that i'm not that young she's a legacy artist mark that's like uh talk about madonna, <laughs> <laughs> madonna. i used to have her post this old lady britney spears eric it's this old lady that lives in vegas and <laughs> she had a very popular career dressing up like a schoolgirl in the late 90s <laughs> i remember that video that video was the shit i was like yeah, so, yeah so there you go i'm like, uh, feeling how, a certain how, way about this <laughs> yeah uh, how do i feel about streaming uh kind of I'm kind of on board with Eric. Uh, I'm not as anti-streaming as a lot of people in the RMCP army uh, because, I mean, like Eric, I mean, I use it to sample music. I I use it to sample music. Spotify is very useful that way. It's also good if you want to share music to other people and like Mm -hmm. turn people on to music. There's a lot of times like me and uh, this uh, bartender I'm friends with at the Rainbow, we like, we're always like sending 
sorry about that. We're always sending each other like a playlist of like, oh, listen to this artist, listen to this album. And you couldn't just do that if you with your own private collection. Now, yeah, if you really love music and you got the money, you should support the artist and buy their Absolutely. shit. Plus, the quality will be better because Spotify does have shit quality. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so if you if you care about music and you love artists, yeah, you want to own that stuff. Plus, it's important to own things. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's one thing that is getting lost with younger generations is they don't really value owning things but you know they because they there's this misconception and i think they believe that the stuff on spotify like they own like because you get to save it and create your own album fit you know like your own list of albums and it's like your library but they but it's not a a library you actually own like even a, a library that you create like via apple like itunes is and i still call it itunes anyway just just so we're not yeah. confused by apple music streaming but you know they call it the apple store it's a little confusing now but it's still mm-hmm. fucking itunes you know the the stuff you buy on mm-hmm. itunes you actually own it it's on your hard drive you know you download it to the hard your hard drive it has a higher you know it sounds better the audio is better Plus, you can always you adjust it. it yeah yeah and and you you own it so it's on your hard drive you know Whereas the stuff that's streaming, you know, look like Neil Young, and I don't want to get into that topic. I'm just using yeah. it as an example. Neil <laughs> I Young. I like Neil Young. Just Enough like people talked know. about I, it. I like I'm his tired music. of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, one, one, I'm a fan of his music as well. I'm just saying that one week he he has his, uh, you know, it's there, and then one week it could not be there. Like, yeah. it, and it would be copyright issues, or, or there could be some albums considered offensive, so it's no longer available. There's just various things that don't trust that that music that's there one week is going to be there next week and if you really care about music you do want to own it however that being said i mean like eric said like there's no reason you can't have both you know i want to have as many options with my music you know to indulge my music obsession as possible you know Uh, you know i got itunes i got vinyls i buy cd box sets uh even though i don't currently have a cd player even uh because my latest mac doesn't even have a, a cd drive what? although i'm gonna probably buy an external one at some point um but i haven't really needed to do it uh and and then spotify and spotify like you know eric said it's a great place to sample music you can sample a whole discography you don't have to wait for ads like on youtube or something you know and i mean i mean if you pay 10 bucks a month which i do it's you know it's fairly cheap and best yet, you can create playlists for like driving around and it's flexible, you know, depending on where you're at or who you're talking to, you know, you can get them something from Spotify pretty fast. And if you are passionate about sharing music as much as listening to music, then, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a useful thing. Now, I don't use it as a proxy or replacement to my real music library, but at the same time, you know, the people that just listen to music casually and stream on Spotify, I feel like they're the same people that never were buying music. I feel like they're the people that were just listening to the radio or just had MTV on in the background. You know what I mean? Hey, like yeah. there used to be radio. Remember radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And what were the artists getting from being on radio? So I think I think it's just like those people that just listen to the top 40 and whatever radio was on, they're now streaming instead. Yeah. And the people that were obsessive, the Mike Damone types that loved music, <laughs> they would still, there's still the people that go out and buy vinyls and buy the things. So I just think just because media change, the medium changes, I think that the taste and habits of certain kinds of music fans, depending on how obsessive you are, remains the same. Mm-hmm. So another that's point. My, that, that's my opinion. Yeah, it's like, I speaking of streaming, um, 
this band that uh the drummer uh charlie benante is in classic uh 78 that's like they make brand new songs that sounds like 70s kiss right and aaron camaro is always talking about classic 78 classic and then i heard an interview with them with uh, mitch lafon and i go you know what i like 70s kiss i want to go check out classic 78 and it's spelled with a k and, and i go check it out and uh Amazon removed all their music from their streaming service. So I was like, well, fuck. So I would have used streaming to hear that so I could go buy it. But you could only buy their stuff off their website. So yeah, there's some things that, you know, on Spotify, there's this great uh, Aerosmith live album that's only available on Spotify from the late 70s from the Draw the Line tour. It's essentially like, like an alternative live bootleg, but actually sounds even better. You know, I mean, some people think live boot like sounds like shit. I love it. I love uh, it. Too. I love the scrappy raw quality of it. But it's a really strong live album, and it's not available for you can't buy it on iTunes. You can't buy the CD. The the Ian Wadley had a bootleg, but it's all just on one track. You know, when everything's just on one track, like oh, that. I hate that. that would annoy me. Yeah, and he asked, <laughs> he said, "Do you want it? It's all it's all on one track." And I went, "Nah, fuck it. I'll just listen to it on Spotify." <laughs> <laughs> That's so like. It, uh, it, <laughs> I have a friend. I, I wanted Wayne's World. This is before like iTunes had like all these movies. It's like in the early days of iTunes, so they didn't have a whole lot of movies yet. I wanted Wayne's World on my uh, iPod, and like uh, my friend's like, uh, I can burn it, but I have the two in one uh, DVD, so you just have both movies together as one. So you'd have to skip forward to part two if you wanted to watch it. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll wait till they get the copyrights. So Charles, what do you Godfather saga? They put it all together. It's the Wayne World, Wayne's World World. saga. Yeah. By the way, real quick, if anyone has a copy of that rat DVD (laughs) that has the two videos on, that has like the all the music videos and the two VHS like video documentaries. Uh it's called like videos from the seller, the Atlantic Ears. If you have that DVD, send it to me because I like I'll suck your dick for it. I actually gave it away and I regret because it's like a thousand dollars now. It's out of print. Send me that if you if you have it. I'll give you my I'll give you my mailing my peel box. Hey Charles, what do you think about streaming, buddy? Uh you know, I'm a pretty passionate defender of it actually, because some of us are have been in environments where you can't have a record player. You can't have vinyl. Uh, I was for a good number of years. And uh, just think about like soldiers and sailors and stuff like that. Streaming is a godsend in that regard. Uh, I understand the whole, you know, I used to buy a bunch of CDs like everybody else, vinyl and all that. But think about it just to get the whole Kiss discography. If you have nothing, you have nothing. You got to work from the ground up and you get everything. That's a lot of money, like Eric was saying. Um, you pay this little fee, $9.99 a month, typically. I'm an Apple user. I don't use Spotify. Right on. Has nothing, has nothing to do with the politics of it. It just ended up being that way. And uh, I also noticed that what Edwin said. I've noticed some differences with Spotify and Apple Music. Sometimes you can't find certain things on Apple Music and vice versa. But not everybody is in that environment. You have a lot of people struggling to make ends meet gas prices are outrageous everything's outrageous right now and you have a whole huge library at your disposal i understand that some of the artists don't get the same money that they never got to begin with but meanwhile if you have a family with children things like that this is it it was a godsend actually i've discovered more new music one 
from listening to like you guys, rock and metal, yeah. all these different shows and discovering all this different music. And I can find it immediately. Usually, typically. Now when I'm dealing with Lee, not so much, but with everybody <laughs> else, yes. I can usually find it immediately. And then you I can know, listen to it and say, I like it or I don't like it. And I don't have to go out and break the bank to do it. Now, will I get to a point where eventually I could be sitting in a room like you with a bunch of posters and stuff and, and vinyl all over the place? Probably. But, you know, I do a lot of moving around. So for people that do that, it's a godsend to me. And, and the whole notion of I've heard people say you can't be a music fan if you like streaming. That's like saying you have to support Scab Kiss <laughs> to me. No, you don't. You don't I, I think streaming, ha streaming has a use. I just wish they paid more. And I, I know I'm the biggest offender back in the day when somebody said in 2001, hey, have you tried Kazaa? You could go download all these albums for free. They go, what? I wasn't making much money. That's why I downloaded all these albums for free. And I felt like shit later when I found out, oh, fuck, Lars was right. <laughs> you know, I was like, man, that's why these artists aren't making money. They can't afford to make a new album. Yeah, go. Were, you guys, were you guys ever on board with Napster? No, I didn't ever. I was too Napster. young for Napster. I, I, my uh, dad, um, his boss had two daughters, had three daughters. Two of them were like teenagers, a little bit, a lot older than me. So they were on board with Napster. So I knew about it, but I didn't really fully understand it at all. Um, yeah, I was too young for Napster, but I was around when LimeWire was a thing. And that's, yeah. I never, yeah, I, I, I downloaded Wire. some songs off there when, you know, before, but I'd always buy, like, once I got money, when it was my birthday or Christmas, or if I did <clears> some short, some lawn mowing or whatever, shoveling snow and saved up some money, I'd buy the actual albums. I hated the quality of the LimeWire. I also downloaded some porn off LimeWire, like the Tommy Lee, did. Pam Anderson video. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Lime, yeah, I remember LimeWire, but I was one of those people though. Like I wanted to have the actual album. If I bought the CD or if I bought it on iTunes, I had to have like an actual copy that I owned, you know, LimeWire was just there so I could listen to it and enjoy it um, before I actually bought it. I got all, but, I got the, the, the torrents, man. I found sites that were private sites that I found it was flack files only. And I was like, oh God, flack files. I convert them to MP3s and it would sound like just like a CD that you converted to an MP3. And I was going, this is fucking amazing. And then I started loading my own CDs onto that site because they give you, you have to have certain perimeters to burn it. It has to be perfect. So there's no fucking, it's like clean. And then I go, flack files rule. I wish like all these freaking apples and everything would go to flack files. But it'd probably take a lot of freaking uh, our internet's not that good, so <laughs> stream a flak file would take forever. As Charles was saying, uh, Apple streaming it, it does have higher quality than Spotify. The only reason I don't use it is because I've heard a lot of horror stories from people that have a large Apple library, music you know library, and that the artwork changes sometimes, and there's sometimes it gets confused with your library and yes, get, like the version yeah. of streaming, yeah, and yeah. I've been building up this library on my computer for like over a decade. So it's just like, oh, I don't want any chance of something fucks with my shit. And I'm very happy <laughs> with my library, yeah. you know? And so, you know, so I was like, I'll diversify my streaming someplace else. I just, I don't want to cross... I don't want, you know, cross the stream. I tried, I tried <laughs> Apple music, stream, Apple music for a month. They gave me a free trial. And then all the songs I had on my phone, 
they replaced it with all the Apple songs. So when I quit it, they wouldn't play. So I had to take out all the songs and then put it. It takes hours to put the to freaking plug your phone in and put all the <laughs> re, replenish uh, your freaking library. Yeah, and I heard a lot. One of thing time. that gets yeah, a lot one, of problems. The one thing that gets annoying with me is like if you buy like sometime with Apple, like if you buy a song it'll show like two copies of it. Like when you click on that album or sometimes for whatever reason, it'll separate it. So the songs you bought, like if you bought like particular songs, you haven't bought the whole album yet. If you have the album in your library, like it, it has two separate albums. Yeah, so the tracks you it. bought and one with the tracks you haven't bought and you'll have to like delete it and re-add it again to just combine it. So it gets a little annoying sometimes. Um, so you know, but Eric, just... you could go into, you go into sorting. Yeah. And... Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but if you go into yeah, it's sorting, a pain in the ass, you but... got to make sure it all lines up and says exactly the same thing. And then yeah. it, it probably is about the same amount of time as just deleting it and doing it again. But there is a, another workaround. You can do it if you go into okay. sorting. Oh, it's funny. That's good it to know. It was funny one time because I had a, I put a box set in my computer. Two of the CDs, they they went went like Tom Petty with the and. The heartbreakers and the other cd said tom betty spelled out and and the heartbreaker so it divided oh, it like two yeah. different artists Let's yeah, go. I, that, that happens too. with my paul mccartney because there's like wings wings and paul mccartney yeah. paul mccartney and linda mccartney uh wing, paul mccartney and wings and wings and paul mccartney and it's so <laughs> annoying it's like god damn i just want it all together damn it yeah Dude. i do what i do i go in and i modify a lot of shit this is another reason why i don't want my library getting fucked up yeah i, I like my shuffles yeah. i'm very into shuffles and yeah. i do genre shuffles plus my my genres are different than the genres because if it was up to them everything's fucking rock yeah. <laughs> you know it'd yeah. be everything yeah it's like neil young metallica bob seger right like they yeah, just it's not all the same <laughs> bob dylan like it all be rock so like i don't want to i i separate shit to be more specific uh so i i get in there and you know i create metal i create rock i create punk new wave uh, country you know i like my different genres so that's one thing but also like you were saying about the artist like like take uh yeah paul mccartney paul mccartney wings you got like prince prince and revolution you got neil young or neil young and crazy horse now if i'm doing like a neil young shuffle i want to obviously i don't want to split up crazy horse and neil young you know, yeah. you know, I, I want to hear it all. So I go in there and I actually change the the album artist. So it's all consistent, you know, and yeah, you, you got to get in there, but it's worth it for if you care about the shuffle, you know, that's yeah. the thing, because I well, do like to do an artist shuffle from time to time as well. So I want to hear all that shit. So yeah, and there's also like uh, albums where it's a co compilation with different artists, you know, yeah. but you got you got to do all that shit, but it's fine. It's something I've done over the years. You know, it's driven people crazy in my life around me. But yeah, I'm a little OCD, but God damn it. <laughs> when I'm sitting one afternoon and I have just the right mood I'm creating with my shuffle, it's like, it's all worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's like Nailed also it. what Apple does. It's like I put in the new um, Scorpions album today and I oh, put it in, burned it into so my good. iTunes. And the, the, uh, the cover art was the Scorpions greatest hits. And I go, what the fuck? It's 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 the brand new album so i had to go in there delete the album cover download the right album cover and put it in there because that would have that would have just drove me nuts if I went dude they they've been doing that forever like i, I remember i uh i remember uh my mom had uh dr feelgood on cd and this this one i was like 14 so i still thought motley crew was cool so i <laughs> i put dr feelgood. you don't now 
I put the CD, the Doctor Feelgood CD. Uh, I burned it onto my iTunes, but for whatever fucking reason, it kept uh, when I click uh, show album artwork, it would give me the Shot the Devil album artwork, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because I think subconsciously iTunes wanted me to listen to Shot the Devil. They're warning me, <laughs> they're like, don't listen to it. It's bad. <laughs> well, it's like they do that shit all the time, and I have to go yeah. in and fix it, and it just pisses me off. Took Luckily, me a while. I'm sitting here watching it. It, it is. It is more spot. It is more buggy than Spotify. I would yeah, say. I, it took I've me a while to figure that. out that you can paste your own album artwork on there. Because I yeah. remember I used to put the, like I'd put like the dirty album covers. Like I had Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix. I put the original album cover with all the naked chicks on it. You know all the, except for Virgin Killer. I, didn't no, I was going to ask you about that one. Because, oh, no, thank <laughs> you. Good. I don't awesome. need you, that. You'd be, put on, you'd be put on an FBI list if you did. Yeah, this for real. Oh my god. I think I switched it once in, in itunes i go nah fuck that i'm putting back the other one <laughs> I, go, that just looks- I, <laughs> I used back- to have that i had that album because my dad had my my dad had a copy of it from germany but i just i was like i don't like this just doesn't do anything for me like no thank you and like i i think i sold it to like discount like uh like discount books or whatever the hell that place or disc replay one of those fucking stores i gotta hit up a disc replay in the future sometime and uh buy a bunch of shit yeah but I, like, i've done the same thing eric i did the you know i would put like cooler like or like the vinyl album version like yeah cover like for shadow of the devil for example like yeah because it's it. a different cover yeah because it's that badass matte black you know pentagram yeah mm-hmm. that's cooler than just those four pictures of them so yeah yeah i, I, I like that better as a gatefold you know that image is better as a gatefold. Yeah, I bought the gatefold used, and I have a thing to buy Motley Crue merch, and I was like, nice. <laughs> oh, nice! You got the order form. I have the order form. I have the same thing for an Aerosmith album. I think I put it on here. I said, I wonder if I could order this. And <laughs> I used, dude, I used to have the fucking uh, Kiss Alive too with the order form and uh, the tattoos, man. And I, sadly, man, just you know fell on some hard times had to move and i had to i had to sell it for money because i just didn't have room for it i had a lot of vinyl i had to sell sadly because i just didn't have i moved didn't have the room and i i needed money at the time it just it sucked but Dude, I'll, gotta, I'll get it back eventually man i mean i'll eventually buy it again I'll just create a space for another cd yeah. mark look this is a sipping glass <laughs> I, i've been sipping mine okay <laughs> was gone now because i started earlier than you but yeah i I just want to say i loved your uh snorting whiskey video mark (laughs) i love that fucking video that's hilarious i think that might be your best work i laughed my shaft off (laughs) oh god uh, i think uh keith ashford said he was at a restaurant when he watched it he spit all he he had jalapeno in his mouth and someone's like spit them everywhere and i go i guess i did my job because yeah but the waiter didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) mark you're like that you you are that guy you're like the friend like that's you're the guy that's like you know everyone's kind of like are you sure he's cool and like you do some like funny ass shit like that that makes everyone laugh you're like yeah this guy's cool he's he's hanging with us Dude, I, I, I like to be a clown sometimes. I like to yeah. fuck around, you know. Yeah, you somebody be at Rockin' Pod in, uh, next spring, man. Oh, I'm going. That... Oh, it's uh, going to be a time. It's going to be. Well, I got to I gotta teach uh, Nate how to drink whiskey because him throwing up that toilet drinking whiskey. Like, <laughs> dude, you threw up some good whiskey. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'm working on, I'm trying to get, uh, I got a really good friend through facebook who he's really close to lizzie Bourne, so i'm trying to get lizzie Bourne there for uh me and chris sinzak and him are 
working to try and get Lizzie Borden at Rock and Pod. And luckily, too, it being moved to spring might have helped us a little bit, buy us some more time. So I'm hoping Lizzie Borden shows up. I'm trying to get Chris. I keep messaging Chris Caffrey on Instagram. I keep commenting like on his pictures to try and get Chris Caffrey there, too. It's Chris Caffrey rules. So, yeah. Hey, Charles, is your... Will your mission be done by then? You think you can make it to Rock and Pod? Uh, <laughs> I was I was gonna make it regardless, one way or the other. I was Hell a little yeah. bummed when I heard that it got bumped a whole another year because I'd already made some plans to get there. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's I'm more not, time to plan for it. I'm not a secret <laughs> agent guy. It's just mainly <laughs> just it's you get vacations and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and, and that, that room or that building they got looks mega, like mega. The pictures that were posted the other day on Facebook, it looks like it's going to be a pretty big big facility they're in. So yeah, I, I will definitely – I planned on being there this year. So I was yeah, so a little like, oh. I think Eric and I would have been there this year if it happened. But I Yeah, think I'm actually better. happy about though. It gives us more yeah. time to build our brand and yeah. kind of get our following up there. And I'm like I, I was talking with Edwin earlier, we're going to – we're going to design like a probably around like winter, maybe winter of next year. I'm going to design us like a, like an actual official logo, you know, uh, something that, you know, without the album covers. Cause I love to put the out that logo we have now on a t-shirt, but I don't want to get in trouble if we try selling it Oh, sorry. <laughs> because of the album covers. So I'm going to create, I'm going to try and create something that we can put on a t-shirt. I got a couple of t-shirt designs in mind too, that we could sell. So well, at least you I'm didn't looking, put your, at least you didn't put your pictures in front of the album covers because that would have reminded me of Terrence. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and, and we put like a bunch of albums that we don't even like on there just to like, like the overkill logo. He don't that like overkill. He's, he's lying. He don't like overkill. overkill. He just likes it because, oh, it's a neon green logo. That looks really nice. Just David Gilmore over and over again. What? Oh, I mean, God. what was your guys' opinion on him getting that? youtube page shut down what the how the hell is his page not he shut got down? a lot he's got a lot of time how is that hands. not possible well he's, he's up 24 hours hands. a day man he has nothing to do so yeah dude he don't work <laughs> he probably shit. has like a million sock puppet accounts going there you'd be surprised what you can do when you're not like i working i yeah, yeah i was out of work for like a long time with like uh uh, like I was laid off and I was struggling to find work. And like, it was only like maybe like a, maybe like a month of being off work. Cause I, and I was on like, uh, unemployment, you know, just trying to find a new job as work was hard to find, you know, I had gotten laid off from my other job and man, even that month, man, I had a shit ton of time and you get bored. So you look for shit to do. So, you know, I can't imagine doing that like every fucking day of the year, you know? Uh, dude, I was just here recording extra podcasts and making new podcasts to make a new show like this show. It's like, well, yeah, I, you create a, a lot of content, Mark. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> At least I was busy not fucking with people and just doing stuff for myself and other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah well, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how, I just don't understand how he can keep his channel up with the oh. shit he said through he the erased years. It. I, yeah. He keeps taking, he'll take the videos down. That, that's why he does all these like that's why he keeps redoing the same reviews because he has to take them down because he says all this really fucked up shit but then he puts another video up and he says other fucked up shit that's just as bad and has to take that one down it's just i noticed though he's got a lot of subscribers how the hell did he get all those subscribers i think they're all I his think... sock puppet accounts and he subscribes to himself he, like, like, yeah, I, looked at it, I was I like think oh, one he's got is... more subscribers than me how the fuck did terrence 
do that. I, <laughs> I noticed that too, but I think it's one, he's got a lot of the fake accounts, but then two, you know, there was a time when, you know, people did get along with him and they kind of gave, you know, way back, you know, he was the on the show the back in the day. I, I was like, you know, I always gave him second chance after second chance, you know, and I was trying to be friends with him for a while. And finally, like he just, you know, enough was, it got to a point where enough was enough. I'm like, this guy's never going to learn. This guy's just kind of an asshole. I don't want anything well, to do with I'll him. say this, Terrence. I, I don't really know the guy. I, I don't know the guy. I chat, chatted with him once. Like he talked to me in a messenger like a few years back after I did like an RMCP episode. I forget when. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll look at, I'll look at your videos, man. He was, you know, and I went and I like, he did a Bob Seger one and, you know, you know, I don't want to be mean about you know his videos but you know you know they are what they are you know what they are so (laughs) you know he just kind of gives a lot of information and it's just it's very stilted let's just say that and you know but i was nice about it because i I try to be that kind of guy and encouraging i was like yeah you know it's all right hey i love bob seeger too you know and i said that and he said great thanks and i noticed though he and i'm not saying you have to do this but he didn't do the the courtesy of them like watching my videos and talking to me (laughs) and and i just kind of noticed that so there's just like it just said something about him like yeah yeah, okay. he's got. T- you know that guy's got time to watch videos. Oh, he's like, got time. On, he's got oh, time dude. to watch. Like I sometimes videos. can't always watch everyone's video, or I can't listen There's to every no back of everyone's forth. podcast. But I try, you know, and but, I I always try and at least put it out there, and you know. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously like, he's got issues. Uh, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, but so I don't, you know, but I don't want to get into that so much. I'm just saying that there are people that have problems. Let's just say that that are still kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. that's the one thing I can't stand, man. He uses that, you know, he uses like his, uh, you know, autism as like a crutch to his kind of like really horrible, shitty behavior. And it's like, dude, there's people with autism that don't act like that, man. He's got, I think he has a, I think he has autism. I think he has slight schizophrenia too. Uh, Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I hope the guy gets the help he needs one day. I hope he gets the I yeah. must be blessed because he won't he won't let me on any of his stuff. So he must have already heard. Dude, I could go on. I, I, I could go subscribe to any one of his things, and the fucker still thinks I'm his friend. So he'll let me in, but I'm not going. He's to. still he's yeah. still clinging on to you as like, like he, he is still, still clinging on that me. chance, man. I blocked everything, all his sock puppet accounts, and he, keep, he keeps bringing more at me. And I don't know. Oh, you did stop. the right thing, Mark. You yeah. chose, chose the right <laughs> side. Yeah. I'm, well, uh, that racist video, I was like. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that was just I can't I remember I, when I first met just a little reminiscing here. When I first when I met Mark in person, first time was at that Judas Priest show. And we're gonna yeah. see Priest again in two weeks. Yeah. Awesome. But when I first met Mark, Mark at the time was a part I made the joke on Facebook if you recall, you were part of the road gallery. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were a member of the road gallery at that time and i made a joke i said look i'm here with a, a bona fide member of the rmcp road gallery <laughs> and i left but you know when i met you he's like oh mark's like this really nice cool guy and he's seen fucking judas priest so that's pretty cool <laughs> and, and you know over time you know, people learned that about you, learned you were a cool guy and, you know, and you, you shifted to the right side. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you're that guy that everyone's kind of like unsure about and everyone kind of thinks, I don't know, man, he seems kind of, I don't know, he seems like kind of a loser, but then you, people got to know you and you're like, man, this guy's fucking hilarious. This guy's awesome. You yeah, know? Cause and, yeah. And, and, you know, we goof on you for the Sammy Hagar stuff. We goof on you for 
certain things, but you don't take it personal. You, you joke around with a, yeah, you're wearing that goddamn shirt. It's waiting for you to say something about that. I <laughs> put these on for you. Right? Well, that's, how, that's how bad the circle is. I didn't even notice. And then you had to point it out. And I'm like, wait, it's the circle? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, it, that's it, Sammy Hagar's that... shitty band that no one listens to. So that's a Sammy Hagar thing. Yeah, Z. Oh, I didn't even know. I, I Is that like All chicken right. foot? No, it's with Michael Anthony, his guy from the Wabos, and um, uh, Jason Bonham on drums. Yeah, okay, that, so, so, so the wait, guy that's I, being I, held against his will by Sammy Hagar. <laughs> the, the ghost of John Bonham is rolling in his grave. Anyway, yeah. just, I want to ask you, Mark. <laughs> <is the> thing... <laughs> why, <laughs> like, son, <I'm> why? <laughs> How could you do that? How can you do that? Do your dad like that, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> they were good. Shit, Sammy was, was fun. What? I gotta ask you, Mark. Though, is the uh, thing—is this what? So, does pretty much Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar like they got it every two years? They play with some people, they annoy those people, and then they got like start a new band every two years. Is that kind yeah? Of- how many bands have those two been a part <laughs> well, of? Like Jesus, Joe Satriani's been begging him to do Chicken Foot again because he really begging the band. With- he's been he's begging. begging. He's saying, "Well, I guess," really? gonna, and then he goes, what? "Well, I guess I, I've heard him on the podcast, Eddie Trunk. He's saying, I." I keep bugging Sammy. Let's go. Let's go. Did, Come on. I want to make another chicken. Did A Trunk have a gun to his head? Because A Trunk oh is a God. big Sammy tard. <laughs> but, and Chad Smith <laughs> is always playing with uh, freaking the Chili Peppers. So they that's why they don't yeah, do the band. Yeah, I'm positive Chad Smith's making more money with the Chili Peppers than what <laughs> Yeah, they right. said yeah, that's, that's his that's day not job. much of a decision. Uh, be the drummer of the Chili Peppers or the drummer of Chicken Foot or whatever they're called. What's <laughs> <laughs> that name, Chicken Foot? Like, oh, uh, I don't... <laughs> That that just screams shit. Like, you're come on. Of, you're kind of just setting up. It's like you want to lose. You want yeah. to fail when you name your band Chicken Foot. Oh my god, I that almost kind of makes me like him though. I, I'll say that. I say that at least <laughs> at least he's like owning it up and saying, "Yeah, this is a shit band. Here's a shit name." <laughs> well, he, he makes some great alcohol. You could you can't say that uh, that Santo oh, has sold, never wow, bought. I never bought his Cabalabos. Huh? He sold. He sold them, but he made a lot of money. Yeah, that's one he, thing about Sammy Hager. He's filthy rich because he fucking sold that shit. He's got Santo yeah. tequila. Well, he wouldn't have gotten Fieri. there though without a Van Halen. You that's really true. think the guy that wrote "I Can't Drive 55" would have gotten the money to to invest in that tequila if it wasn't for a Van Halen? And you think that tequila would have gotten as big without his name attached to it, with the Van Halen name associated with him? He wouldn't even have so. the the song "Cabo Wabo" without Van Halen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they did invest in that club down there, and it, and it sucked. Uh, Eddie was pissed off because it wasn't making any money, so freaking he he paid them off. He gave them back their shares they got out they were happy and then two years later that club blew up and they're all fucking he fucked us they were all pissed off at it because he didn't give he said he knew this club was gonna blow up you know that's so yeah fuck it i love them i love them all i love daily roth is the freaking is van halen sammy is not van halen it's van hagar vangina i enjoy it though (laughs) but i don't enjoy it as much as daily roth i my go-to van halen is daily roth seven albums with david and David's first solo album. And I, mm. I kind of like Skyscraper because it's weird. You put headphones on. Yeah, Skyscraper's shit pretty good, on. man. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, little Ain't an- Enough is really good. Have you oh, listened to Oh, yeah, that that's one. a really good set of really shoes. Good. I love that fucking song. You just oh, skipped Barry Sharone. If you Little Ain't Enough was Sharone, the follow-up. I'm sorry, I'm surprised. <laughs> if Little Ain't Enough was the follow-up to Ian and Smile, I think Dave would have fared better. I think Skyscraper, while I do think it's a good album, kind of hurt him because I think he kind of – 
I think kind of like, you know, got too influenced by uh, Van Hagar with the, the keyboards and everything. It was a little too, too much keyboards. And, I agree. Uh, That's essentially his OU812. That's the thing. Skyscraper. Yeah. OU812. Yeah. Uh, like I think he let Van, Vangina kind of. They kind of both kinda, ate one. On that. Yeah. <laughs> they both did. <laughs> but like I saw Dave Lee Roth on that tour. A skyscraper when Billy Sheenan wasn't there because he David pissed him off and they had another guy there. Yeah, because he wanted to take off like use synth bass. It's like, yeah. dude, you got Billy Sheenan in yeah. your <laughs> Yeah, for real. Didn't you hear the last album? Didn't you hear the last album, Dave? <laughs> Do you have the boxing ring? Yeah, he had the boxing ring and oh, yeah. and he surfed back to the stage during California Girls. And I had a shirt that had him in like in a boxing regalia, and uh it said every girl's uh dream every every boyfriend's nightmare <laughs> yeah I like god i fucking love dave yep. yeah he's great i love that shirt i think my mom turned it pink so i that and my docking back for the attack because i went i saw them at the long at the long beach civic where they opened long beach door. arena long beach arena that was for aerosmith on the, uh uh what's that fucking hour vacation vacation yeah oh yeah. nice wow and, that's awesome yeah, but they were horrible, dude. Doc really? Aerosmith were horrible? No, Doc. Well, <laughs> they, Doc and what? they were really? fighting, dude. George and Amber, like, he kept uh, turning up his amp on Don, and Don couldn't hear himself sing. <laughs> they, well, they, you know, they, they had the, the throwdown in the parking lot when they were opening up for ACDC. And oh, no Schreiber. way. Yeah. Yeah, in the parking lot. How, I want to see that fucking movie. So much <laughs> yeah, I want to see that shit. I want to see the epic They Live fight. Yeah. Yeah. George and Don outside the ACDC show, you know, maybe ACDC, yeah. and this is like late 80s, so ACDC is like playing like some cool, like, I don't know, something from Fly on the Wall or yeah. something like. Yeah, I, dude, <laughs> I gotta say, man, it out. I gotta say, you know, I went through years thinking, you know, Don Dockin was this huge asshole, and now it's like, you know, retrospect, it's like, man, you know, George Lynch actually seems like he was the total asshole, and Don was actually not like a bad guy, and like, seems like Don too, especially nowadays, is like, <laughs> really turned a leaf, you know, and really been like kind of a cool guy, whereas George is still just kind of a bitter asshole, you well, know. George is up there playing within three songs a night sometimes. So Yeah, uh, he, well, it looks like they kind of resolved, I mean, it looks like they kind of resolved it a bit, uh, but man, George Lynch definitely seemed like he was actually more of the asshole in the end of the, at the end of the day. Than I, I actually was. suspect that George has, uh, he seems pop, I'm like, you know, I'm not an expert, uh, but I would say he's like maybe ma- manic depressive. Man. Like you know, yeah. if you've seen him in interviews or bipolar, maybe even he he's yeah. he's an odd guy. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one, Don's he... just kind of broody, but not yeah. like kind of normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just normal broody. Whereas there's something a little manic and not right about George. Do you the remember? Interesting... Like, sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean. But in the interesting thing, you know, they're both orphans. It, it, it's weird. Really? It's really, like it's like it's like Batman and the Joker. Like they're two sides of the same yeah. coin. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Like at the same time, almost kind of opposite, but yet similar. Yeah, yeah. They were both yeah. orphans and they uh, like George like lived on the streets for a while. Like, you know, they he had a rough childhood and you could tell that there's some deep trauma with him. There's some issues. And Don and George just like trigger each other. It's, yeah. it's a, they got like some weird orphan thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. guys that have been in jail. Jeff, like Jeff Pilsen, oh, that's a jail yard. That's I love jail Jeff Pilsen. Going on. Yeah. I love Jeff Pilsen, man. He's so awesome. he and he's so like talented, man. You ever and that guy can Very sing talented. too. 
Yeah. He's a great singer. I love. You know, he does he... those great like backing vocals. Yeah, and, yeah I love if he did a out. fucking solo album with him just doing well, pretty he, much everything. He did, did you hear Lynch and they have a Pilsen the Lynch. TNA? They have, TNA. Pilsen, they have a Pilsen Lynch album too. Really, yeah, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, it's a little like they like that's the thing. Whenever George is in a band, like it's always a little trendy to whatever. You could always tell yeah, what year true. it came out. Like that Pilsen <laughs> Lynch album is very kind of like pseudo industrial really like uh, there's some good melodies in it but you can kind of hear it's like buried yeah and, yeah, and I, I, I think don it. stayed the truest that's the thing if you listen to all those but i i think don did the best stuff outside of doc and i think he came it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as good as the stuff he did with george and jeff for the most definitely not as good as the shit in the 80s but it's like you can tell that don you know and george and jeff definitely helped uh take the songwriting to another level you know they definitely helped in the 80s but don's the heart of that band like that yeah because he's listen to lynch mob to... i mean yeah the lynch mob i'm not even really a big fan of i'm well, not even I, the biggest like, fan of wicked sensation look the at, album that's not their best and, album they have better <laughs> and in my opinion man like yeah george lynch he almost a little bit like a tommy lee but not as extreme but like he was like a trend he, he kept just jumping on every trend Yep. You know, yeah, Don even, stayed true to the docking sound. I mean, it, it would evolve, but like it wasn't like he was jumping on trends. You just kind of evolved the sound with each album. Listen to the last Charles, album. What, what do you think about docking? Are you a fan? Uh, I never saw you wait. Uh, I, I, I liked them a little bit back in the day, but then they kind of fell off for me because, you know, I remember like Dream Warriors and, and some of the other stuff. But like, well, like when Guns N' Roses hit, that was like the end for me like everybody else paled and i just but you never saw them live back then then no i never <laughs> did i i mean i grew up in the saw them twice it's like two of the worst i grew shows up I've in ever the six and it was like hard to you know get a to buggy and a horse to go up to see the docking at coliseum which was the nearest venue to me uh but uh they're they're cool i mean i've listened to a little bit more of them since uh then uh, the live album you guys reviewed, I liked it a lot. I, yeah, I you like that. a lot of melodic stuff. You like like Oasis and the Beatles, yeah. and there is a oh, there we go. Yeah, a little bit. Beatles. Yeah, Don I like his definitely. I did like his guitar. I did like his. I remember his uh, what was it? The skulls and the bones yeah. on the guitar. And Don Dockin is actually a badass guitar player on his yeah, own. Dockin's a really good guitar player. Have right, you guys right. seen that clip of Don Dockin in, in the early 80s? I yeah. told you about this here. God damn, that's awesome. You know, when they're in Germany. Yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't really, he didn't necessarily need it, but he, he got a good guitar player, Lynch and all that. But like I said, they were a band that at the time I was, you know, kind of like into everything. So it wasn't like, oh, just Dockin. I was listening to a little bit of everything back then. And then, I heard Welcome to the Jungle, and that was the end for there. And then I was devoted to them. And boy, did they slap me in the face. I can't <laughs> wait to someday they can do you, those huge illusions and set that record straight on that one. Did you, did you think, Charles, were you, though, did Guns N' Roses disappoint you? Because you're, you're setting up thinking, oh, great, this is going to be a good 10 years worth of albums. This will be like Led Zeppelin in the 70s. Did they? And Guns N' Roses like, nope. Not happening. Oh my God. I mean, I remember <laughs> waiting and waiting, and they threw the lies at us. Like, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. Even rode, you know, rode through the whole controversy, everything. And I remember when people didn't like them. 
Like, really, you either loved them or you hated them. There was, like, because I was in school when that shit was out. And a lot of people didn't like them. But most of the dudes typically liked them. And then when the Use Your Illusions came out, it was like, okay, the normal people like them now. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to move on. It Charles, was... you'd get along with my friend Nick Mills. That's his favorite fucking band. And he's probably the reason to blame why I don't like them as much anymore. I, I, I loved Guns N' Roses. And then he loved Guns N' Roses. And then he listened to them like 24 fucking 7. And I was like... Yeah, this band fucking sucks. I don't ever want to hear another Guns N' Roses song. Well, I, I, God I, damn. I, wouldn't ag- I wouldn't agree with the suck part, but I would say that they were, unfortunately, Axel took control of that band. The management became Axel-centric, and that's what screwed them over. They fired Alan yeah. Niven, right? And that's when... Yes. Yeah, yeah. When, when Izzy left, which he yeah. was Izzy the left that soul of that band. Is done. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was the heart and soul of that band. Yeah, it's like... And it's then like when he, Ian Steve Adler yeah. leaving, man, kind of hurt them. They, that you know, was big. To a degree. You can survive that. You but they could have survive survived that. that. I agree. I think they just... It yeah, was, they made a better like, It's like if Keith Richards left the Rolling Stones. Exactly. Well, they were totally Exactly. You know, you can't exactly. Yeah, Slash is a great guitarist, but he was not the songwriting heart of that band. It was actually then Izzy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then occasionally Mark likes to throw up me Dizzy Reed. Come on, I mean, yeah. come on, that's the love. Hey, the thing is, Axel's actually a better pianist than Dizzy Reed. <laughs> yeah, the song I mean, Dizzy Reed just plays. There, I, yeah. I just, I just He's say better. Dizzy Reed. I don't know why you guys make fun of him. He never talks. He doesn't say anything. Why is he the punchy boy? What did he do? Because why is he? Got, why is he on the goddamn uh, cover? Like the, his the name back cover of the album. Is why is he, how is he in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame? What did he do? He's retired. So the Rolling the Stones had a keyboard and since the early days that was an older guy that they kept in the back this guy yeah, he played more was, songs did he read like read. prominent Errol Smith does that too with a keyboard to have it in the back you know or he's on stage <laughs> right. and they introduce him at the end but I, I believe if the band would have been managed properly the user illusion should have been split up and over time kind of like yeah. what Metallica did with Load and Reload Spaghetti Incident should have been made in an EP Take some of the covers off those usual put it on put it on spaghetti instant. Get rid of some of them shitty punk covers they tried to do. And yep. and you know, put Live and Let Die on there. Uh I hated the cover knocking on heaven's door on Use Your Illusion. I did love Can't the version it. from the Ritz. The version yeah. from the Ritz was a definitive version to me. Even the one at Freddie Mercury. I hated the the reggae little thing oh, in there. I didn't I didn't care for it. Oh, it was terrible. So vague but user illusions could have been saved if there would have been maybe a little more development of the songs and spread it out because, good Lord, I mean, we had already wait, what, five years, four or five years, whatever it was, between Appetite and User Illusions, because I don't count lies, and then uh, Chinese Democracy, which I actually don't I like hate. Chinese I like Chinese Democracy. I actually kind of like good. it. I kind of like Use Your Illusions. I, I had, you I, know, there was a period between 1995 and when did Chinese Democracy eventually come out? Like what? 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2008, 
there was a period between 2000 and 2000, 2000 uh, I would say 1995 and 2008, where people were always dogging Guns N' Roses and Axel. I was always <laughs> defending them. People were always like, oh, they were assholes. Axel was an asshole. Fuck them. Fuck them. Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. Guns N' Roses are a joke. I was always defending them. I was always defending Axel. I was like, no, Axel's a genius. He's working on something. He's working <laughs> on something. He's got changed music and you guys can all suck it. I was a defender. Then I heard Chinese Democracy and I thought it was decent. I think, you know, this is like a decent solo album, but it wasn't what I was like fighting for for 15 years yeah. you know i was like right. i was defending yeah. something a little bigger than I, what I, got. I i agree with that i yes. agree with that notion i just i mean there was no way it could live up to all those years though no well, matter what he just released it, it like the original more industrial version that he had kind of had in his mind back in the late 90s probably just would have been better like and then just kept making music he got on a weird thing where he got like stuck in it he just got stuck in chinese democracy and it destroyed yeah. him as an artist yeah. like he's think... not made new music since then and in this new stuff that i've heard from gnr is i i'm not a fan that's from the chinese democracy era uh eddie trunk said that's not new guns and roses but he says slash and is uh slash and uh dub have wrote new things with him but that's but not a better, better. That's Listen, leftovers. E even i love izzy uh, none of the stuff Izzy did after Guns N' Roses is spectacular by any means. Yeah. I will See, say, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. And Marco is just like, yeah. oh, Izzy towards me. But I'm like, even the Juju Hounds, the first, the first it. album, it was all right. It was like, all right. But yeah. it was it's too melancampy. To yeah, me. I'd, say, I'd say Izzy's kind of defiantly mediocre. Yeah, I bet he could make he some write good, good songs. No, I know he could do better. He's just yeah. being a son of a bitch, is he? That's yeah. the he thing. Can... Like he just he's just a little lazy and a little like fuck it. I just want to play these bluesy jammy songs. Yeah. Well, and it's like to... I know you can do better, is he? It's just oh, yeah. double talking jive. <laughs> double talking jive. I, I, that's yeah. not, I mean, Come on, this is talking jive. Too. I mean, oh, Izzy, he can write good songs, but the thing is, when it's just Izzy writing a song and then him performing it with his kind of his musicians, it's going to turn out, you know, a certain way. Whereas if he writes a song and he gives it to the guys from Guns N' Roses who are kind of their own person and they add their own flavor to it when they play it, it's going to turn out way different than if it's just Izzy playing it with like just some hired lackeys or just going to do whatever he says. So exactly. It's like that for all of them. Okay. That's the problem with every yeah. member of Guns N' Roses after Guns yeah. N' Roses. They all got their little group of lackeys to just do what they're told. Like yeah. Guns N' Roses more than any other band, really they were like, you know, the, the sum was better than, you know what I mean? Like it was all them together. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. some bands, like there's one or two guys and that's it. And yeah, Axel and Izzy were the heart of the band, but they all added something. Exactly. They all added something that made them the band that they were and once you remove that there yeah there's there's not one genius even axel and i thought it might be axel but i after listening to chinese democracy i was like axel rose is very talented but he's not the genius i thought he was i gotta and ask charles charles and edwin i gotta ask you guys do you have a book called uh, uh i think it's called like reckless road or something it's like yes. a book where it like yes. chronicles Guns N' Roses from like the very start when they're in high school, like they're each individual projects all the way to uh, basically when they got signed for Appetite. Yeah, I read a similar yeah, I book. It. I read Let Him Bleed. 
Is oh, I have that get, one too. Edwin, you I need to get Reckless too. Road, man. That's a cool book, man. And I'm not even the biggest Guns N' Roses fan. I love it. Hell, a, even even Duff's book was really good. Yeah, I thought, Reckless, actually. Yeah, I love I Reckless Road because it was written by it was written by a guy that like basically was friends with Slash since high school, and he basically followed the band all the way up until they got signed. So he's got all these photographs and like notes and like set lists and everything from like every show, everything they did up until they got signed. And I just, even it's had such a cool book. You I even had it. the coffee table book that was the photos that Robert John did over the yeah. years at one time. I mean Motley Crue, I, I think yeah. had a similar <laughs> book and it was really cool. And I'm not even a Motley Crue fan. Oh my god, yeah, you already talked Motley Crue. I that I I don't know what to say about that. Motley <laughs> Crue is pretty cool. I, I wouldn't go see him on this I am. tour though. I'm not gonna go see a stadium tour. Fuck no. Me. You don't think of Vince Neal's in prime shape? He might be. No. What? I go I see Vince Neal's solo. Rumor. There's a big rumor Karabi might come back. There's a uh, rumor out there. Karabi said happening. that was shit. Karabi said he would never go back to them I, because they treated hey, him like shit. Don't, that's they, no, the, they that's want the lineup I saw. I didn't know I was so lucky to see the 94 lineup live. I didn't yeah, know that was like this big. You were very It ruled. Yeah. It ruled. Yeah, it was awesome. Because I've seen video with, of it, man. It was pretty good. With Karabi playing rhythm guitar. I mean, it was yeah. thicker. It was so loud. And then the worst thing, though, was Nikki Six, who I don't hate, by the way. Uh, he is a, an interesting fella, but I don't hate him. He threw this water bottle, and the water got me wet. I was more mad about that. And then these two chicks just fought over his water bottle right in front of me. And I was <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I, just, I was like, what the hell? But it was the loudest concert I ever been to because I was like a foot from the stage. It was it was pretty cool. But I, I still, I mean, this is what I said on the last BS I was on. Game, set, match. Guns N' Roses doesn't need to add Def Leppard and Joan Jett and all these other acts to their true. stadium tour. It's true. Yeah, That's true. That yeah. is the fact. Yep. They, they put does, like, neither does Metallica, ACDC. Yeah. They don't need yeah. them either. And you know yeah, what's right. funny, too? Is, but Guns um, N' Roses is very impressive because Guns N' Roses didn't even release as many albums as Motley Crue. Yeah. <laughs> they still yeah. Right. You know but what's they funny? still do it. Actually, if, with Motley Crue's case, it would have been better if they stopped releasing albums. <laughs> I, did, yeah. I, did, I did like, oh God, I did like, yeah. si- I did like, I get shit for this, but I did like 6 a.m. albums. And I, did, and I do like, <laughs> fuck <Watch. it> <laughs> No. I like the singer. I like the guy singing the songs. The guy's got an amazing voice. So Generation Swine is probably the worst album ever made. Ever. And I, oh, oh my oh, God. I like two our, songs. Our boy McWalkins loves that album. I'll even as a Nick little kid, when it, I saw some that nostalgic album thing with him. Like it's a nostalgic album for him, a certain time period in his life. Ralph, Ralph likes it. glitter. But it's shit. It's a hard Ralph life. Likes I do like How glitter. That's a good like song. Glitter. Oh my God. Glitter is a good song. I can't help it. It's like Britney Spears. I like glitter. Wait, you may Mark. Maybe you should listen to Britney Spears. Like her stuff. I think you'd like her stuff. Hey, <laughs> because I listen to a lot of like ABC and shit, you know. Fucking I, I like uh, Britney Spears better than anything on Generation Swine. I'll tell you. By far, Especially that, yeah. that black light album. That's some sexy shit. <laughs> Give me, give me more, give me more. I love I'd, rather, I'd, I'd rather be uh, told to go listen. Uh, you like Britney Spears and saying you like freaking uh, Nickelback. 
Hey man, I'll tell you what, I'm a nickelback defender because I love a lot of their songs. Everything up until Dark Horse, they had some good songs. Dark Horse is the only album I liked. They're responsible for the death of rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're responsible for the death of rock and roll, in my opinion. I hate them. They're shepherds of the devil. I hate the, the them. Death of, oh, the my death God. Of happened dead, because man. of Silent Lucidity. There's a lot of great new bands coming out. <laughs> so, yes, I, I, Eric, I have a question. Wait, wait, Eric, you hate Silent when, when you're in the trailer, so wait, Eric, when you're in the trailer <laughs> and, and, the, and you're banging the chick after you, a night from, from the club and the Nickelback is playing, but then there's this angry ferret that might have rabies in a cage next to you. What do you pick? What, what do you go for? Shutting off the Nickelback or trying to step away from the ferret that might give you rabies? Hmm. What do you do? What's the move? Well, you said it's in a cage, though. It's in a cage, but it could, but it could still maybe peek its beak out or jaws or whatever. I'm gonna take my chances. I'm gonna take my chances. With the ferret. I'll, I'll punch that ferret in the fucking head with a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I, I've, I've heard like three or four Nickelback. Uh, I'll tell you this about Nickelback, though. I tell you, there's worse music to listen to. I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's not Lucidity. the best thing to say about a band when you hear it. You go, well, there's worse. No, music. Silent Lucidity is better than Nickelback. Oh, fuck Silent Lucidity. I, I, I hate that I would fucking song. Come on. Uh, I hate that song. Come on. Eric, you're going you're gonna to burn, burn, burn that out, dude. <laughs> you need to I'm save, burn it out. You need to save it. it for special occasions. <laughs> <laughs> The, the worst song. I hate Green that song. song is still better than. The, I haven't heard the new show song. yet, but I bet he brought up Silent Lucidity. No, we actually he didn't. No. Oh wow, I'm proud of I'll you. I bring it up all the time, man. But <laughs> I do it? when I I don't bring it up all the time. But I, I I sometimes I get in that fucking mood and I'm just like fuck this song, you know. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna have to put you in a twelve step program to get off get you off that song. Back. <laughs> Take a step back. I, I wish you that gotta, song you gotta could let just it leave my fucking life. Funny again. Yeah, that's I, right. if I keep going on on Lee about Bon Jovi all the time, it gets old. So I, I make up new ones. We're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna spring one thing. This is an exclusive. We're gonna spring on this our next episode, which is Thin Lizzy. Oh, we're gonna do nice. a Thin Lizzy. Oh. I was gonna say you're wearing the Thin Lizzy shirt. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm plugging our next episode. Yeah, and, and you can probably guess who's gonna be on it. But let's just say he's the biggest Thin Lizzy fan in the RMCP army. Yeah. And we're gonna try to draft him because he also is a fan of Bon Jovi. So on the ep- <laughs> I think we should. Yeah, just we can do a Bon Jovi episode. episode I don't him. think Steve's listening to this, so he won't hear. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, Steve doesn't like me, man. so so but on the episode i think on the episode we should kind of uh bring it up to steve like hey you want to do this bon jovi episode and we're going to do a bon jovi episode yeah making fun of him for two hours (laughs) (laughs) eric eric i always say though you know no matter what if silent lucidity you hate it i love kiss unmasked so you can slam me i'm a defender i like i like unmasked yeah, I love it. I think it rules. I mean, but I have a specific reason why I think it rules. It really doesn't. So well, when we person, when me and Edwin review that album, we're inviting you on there because I need it. Yeah. 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 Shandy, and I, that I might be fifteen up. years from now. So <laughs> yeah. you've only heard Shandy. Oh man, it's got Naked hey, you, City. You know, you know what? It rules. I, I, I need no, to I love like, Naked City. It's great. I song. need to. There's, there's one subject I need to talk with with Edwin because. After all, you are a screenwriter and you are a lover of the cheese horror movies, right? Yeah. Do you ever watch the movie Student Bodies? Um, rings a bell. I think it was the first horror comedy movie. 
I I think I I feel like I did. I'll have to look into it. But, uh, one, I, I one, don't know it offhand. Uh, there's one scene where the guy has a like a fucking uh fucking what's that fucking uh red fucking fucking, fucking red <laughs> fruit that red fruit. Yeah, and it's like and he goes, "No, not that. Don't kill me with that." And it's like, "Oh shit, it's alive." It's like it's like I'll, so I'll fucking I have to check that. I think out. there's a couple of those ones, like April Fools Day yeah. nudity in it. Well, this is cheese. This is total cheese, dude. It's like what's your definition of cheese? In it? What's the one like with Toxic Wendy Avengers Williams. kind of cheese, but it's good cheese. You know? Reform school uh, like girls, or something school like that. girls or some. I shit like. Right? Oh, I was just talking to someone early. I like um the sl- um slumber night massacre. It's a oh, really that's a good, good one. Slumber party massacre. Yeah, really good. The sequel's fun too. Have you oh, ever yeah, seen it? Cool, it's got the guitar. Yeah, it has that rockabilly guy with the guitar yeah. that kills people. Yeah, uh, but the first one's really good. Yeah, I love all that shit. I love all those, especially the like early eighties. A lot of those grimy slasher films. I love What's that one? What's the one with the the? It's like Funhouse or something. Funhouse, yeah. Fun to- House, Toby yeah. Hooper. That is actually a pretty good movie. It's really good. Pissed me off about that yeah. movie. That you was done by uh, Toby Hooper, who did yeah. the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that was a guys. freaky movie. You know what pissed me. me off though about that movie was um when I rented it from the bio store as a kid. It had that creepy looking clown on there with the axe. That clown was never in the fucking movie, and it pissed <laughs> me off because I'm waiting for this. That happens a lot. Guy. You see oh, a trailer and, you're, and that scene isn't in there from the trailer, and you go, "Where's that good scene? I saw in the trailer. They didn't. They cut it out." Well, <laughs> yeah. the, well, let the, me... the, the season of the witch icon really is. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a witch mask, but it's not quite that picture. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, although that movie does still fucking deliver. That's a great movie. That's the thing. You know, you have to be that level to let it slide that they tricked you with an icon who all there. <laughs> who all is excited about the the new batman because i got tickets already for thursday i'm a little excited but i'm not getting my hopes up too much because i've nothing's ever topped uh the 89 batman movie for me the only yeah. thing that's come close is batman returns but like everything else has been a letdown i don't know the dark knight was pretty good oh, i fucking I hate mean, the dark knight that yeah, was so, don't, don't go on that with him. so overrated. I like uh, you know I, what that was the first movie where I almost like fall asleep in the theater watching it. I'll it be right just... back. Right. I Go did for that for the the Hobbit. The Hobbit. <laughs> I fell asleep, watching the I fell Hobbit. asleep with the first uh, Lord of the Rings because I, I it's a midnight showing. I I just hope it's not now where I fall asleep at the movies if it's not if it doesn't like get me excited enough or doesn't entice me enough. But yeah, well, I just night. hope. Dark I hope just that I already told you I, I fell asleep at the Van Hager concert, right? <laughs> Well, you kind of my heart to know bit. that, huh? Even you can't deny it, Mark. As a I fell asleep because I was up for two days, man. I was tired. I worked. No, all I, I just hope this movie. <laughs> I hope the movie's not. The trailers are phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. so far, like, and I hope it's not one of those where the trailer is better than the fucking movie. Yeah, I'll go into it with low expectations, and hopefully, maybe that'll make it really good because. I know Dark Knight, I think it just got, it was just so overhyped with Heath Ledger dying. And I think so many people just overhype it because of that. And mm, I was so it. excited to see it. And then I was just such a, it was such a letdown. It was so boring. It's like, what is this crime drama? This It's a Batman movie that thinks it's like The Godfather or something. And it's like, no, you're a well, Batman See, I movie. liked it. I liked I it. I loved it. That. Dude, there's I liked a lot it. of fucking gunfire in that. The fucking bank robbing scene, dude. What do, you, what do you think that is, man? That, that like, I forgot. Amazing. 
I forgot we were watching a movie about Batman the Joker at points. And it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. It's that was the Batman thing that I hated Joker. about it. It was just like it's a movie that didn't know what it was. I don't mind if you want to take the Batman movie and like kind of maybe make it a little bit more serious, a little bit darker. But at the end of the day, you got to remember, you're still a Batman movie. It's still a comic book superhero movie. I feel Dark Knight was just so pretentious and just took this concept and just ignored that concept and tried going for something bigger and it just failed because it failed to realize that, hey, it's still a comic book movie. You can only push this so far before it just looks stupid. You know, See, that's I, how I, I saw it. That's how I saw Logan. I thought it was Logan was cool, but Logan like was boring. It was like we just want to cuss. It was the last Wolverine movie. You're seeing everybody and, die. You're seeing fucking yeah. Professor X die. You're and seeing him get killed. It's, it's like, like why do you, that's just a downer? Yeah, and then Wolverine's saying like motherfucker, this mother. It was like like I'm not a fuddy duddy about cussing by any means, but it was like they were definitely inspired by Deadpool. Which I've enjoyed every Deadpool movie. Yeah, me too. The, and the, the Wolverine was better. That was a great movie. I don't know. I don't think they ever made a great Wolverine movie, personally. No, but I like, them. I like them all, even the one with the, the saber tooth in it. Except that the stupid, Logan. That stupid fucking. Uh, oh wait, uh, that was another movie. Okay, go ahead. The Silver Samurai. No, I'm talking about where they had Deadpool, where they taped his mouth. Oh, that was that the was first the, one. Yeah, that was oh, the first yeah. one. Yeah, that I sucked. didn't care for that one too much, yeah. but. The uh, Logan, it was just like they cussed, I thought, just to cuss. And, and like, okay, we're rated R, we're edgy, and all that. And I, I just, I didn't really, I, it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was better than some of the other ones. But Deadpool 1 and 2 were awesome. And I'm hoping Disney allows Deadpool 3, that I hear is supposed to come out, to be I read that they're, right. not, they're not, they're, they're letting them do this. It's going to be rated R, so. I hope so, because yeah, they ruin it. it make it all silly dilly then that's not gonna disney be cares about money they don't they're not gonna ruin something that will make them a shit ton of money <laughs> so just remember yeah. that i work for that company so and I that spider-man that that now that spider-man was phenomenal so yes. i just i have i've heard a lot of good things about it yeah, yeah don't ruin it for it, Edward. everyone seems to like it a lot. yeah it's really good I'll see it's great. Up, i like the uncharted it. movie i just saw with tom holland and uh mark Wahlberg. Thought that was pretty good. We got yeah. Morbius coming out. Yeah, more I'm tired of seeing that too. preview. Every time I go to the movies, it's like that Mission Impossible that one year just kept showing for a year. This is like Morbius. <laughs> I keep seeing Morbius every fucking time. Hey, I go to is the, the new is the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre worth it? I haven't. I, I, haven't I, uh, I will just say I I enjoyed it. I saw on Netflix. Nice. I I mean, it depends. Do you like do you like just like trashy, gory sequels? Yeah, my thing with Texas Chainsaw is if you like a trashy, gory sequel, it'll give you it'll give you what payoff. I like the I, reboot with Jessica Alba in it. So I didn't like I mean, that one, it? but I just like Jessica I like Alba. It. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go into the Texas Chainsaw movie <laughs> knowing that you can't ever recapture the magic of the first one from the 70s. You'll never capture that same style again. You can't make a movie like that today with a big hollywood budget and big actors and like today's technology you just can't it's over that movie was like a time capsule you can only get that because it's gritty it looks like something you watch uh there's a movie called i think it's like american movie or something about this guy that makes a you know this horror movie it's really cool but he said something along the lines of like you know texas chainsaw massacre 
looks like something you watch in science class. It's got that grainy look like of an old, old movie you watch like in your yeah. science class or something. It's it feels gritty. like something you shouldn't be watching. And that's yeah. what you're doing with that grainy, and there's a, grainy film. There's a, reviewer, there's a reviewer I uh, listened to and he did a review on that movie and he mentioned like this is one of those movies like I can't eat anything when I watch this movie because it almost makes me kind of sick. Just some of the stuff you see and it's just like, yeah, it's there's something about it that you can only you could only capture in 1973 on a low low budget in those conditions and with those actors you can never recapture that so you gotta just go into every new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie knowing it's not going to be the same just enjoy it for what what this yeah, one well, is that, that's exactly uh, and I pretty much told a, a friend that the same thing today Eric we yeah. had the conversation he agreed and it's like you can't recapture for hell I don't even think you could recapture the wonky funny ironic sequel that toby hooper did yeah he was right, like, I, knew it i, I like that he couldn't recapture that in 86 i like to redo it yeah. i was going to tell you about the uh devin from uh the dtm or whatever podcast he's doing he goes all over the place he always Ridge changes Line. the name he yeah. changes rich i said dude you got to stay consistent this is why yeah. you don't have people on your page <laughs> i got some people on his page <laughs> so hopefully he can start doing something hey devin's a cool guy I like that. I, I try to help him too man uh, yeah. And it, he put up the cover for night for uh, Chainsaw Massacre too, and I see Leatherface like this. It's the Breakfast, going, club. It's a breakfast club. I know, <laughs> I know, but it, it reminded me like it looked like uh, they made a sloth movie from from the Goonies. Hey, you guys! <laughs> it totally had that tone. It's funny. Yeah. I love. I, I, I like love it. The sequel. I think it's great. It's I know not it's cool. The original, so, but it's a different thing. So it was like, like to redo that movie. in 86. So he was like, well, I'm just going to go for the complete opposite and just make yeah, it it's all like, wacky It's like and Evil Dead 2, Gremlins oh, yeah. 2. The 80s yeah. was a big time for the, the funny, ironic sequel. That yeah, was Gremlins like a 2 is a good example of, of that. Yeah. What about the one with Matthew McConaughey and oh. Renee Zellweger? Oh, no, no. That was strange. That was, that was very strange. Fucking weird. Movie. I'll, I'll yeah. say the new one. The new one's my favorite that I've seen post the second one. Nice. I, need to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I'll check it out, man. Yeah, you know, for enjoy for what it is. That's all I'll just say. I can't wait for the next Halloween movie, the, the Halloween oh, Kills. Yeah. I tell you that I would like the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre better if it was instead of called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was like called like Texas Chainsaw Saw Massacre Eight. Leatherface's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I just like back. I feel things were more, more honest when you had yeah. the numbers. When you had the numbers, you knew what you were getting. You knew, like, even like Halloween, like the new Halloween films should be like, you know, Halloween 13. 17. Michael Myers <laughs> gets revenge again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it just, it would just be a little more honest and you'd go in with that expectation. Like, let's not I, pretend it's like the originals. Now, I still say. <laughs> devil's reject like i'm not a big rob zombie fan like of his movies i think his movies are just ugh, i like horrible his movies, but i love devil's rejects and in my opinion devil's rejects is the best texas chainsaw massacre sequel that's not a texas chainsaw massacre sequel because i think that would have been a cool concept to go yeah, with I, I like, get you. and they even did the the, the skin mask yeah scene. i think it would have been a cool concept to see like okay the next day or like you know a couple days after the whole incident the police are catching on and they raid the you know the house and then like they go on the run and shit and you know i think that was like a great that was like a seek the sequel to texas chainsaw massacre it's not actually a sequel to texas rob chainsaw zombie massacre. actually might have been hip to this and i just found this out today actually uh toby hooper's original idea 
for a sequel back in the 70s was to be the next day, kind of like yeah. what the uh, Halloween 2 did. It would just be, well, which was actually the same night, but it was going to be like the same day. And, but then you found out that the whole town was filled with cannibal, cannibals. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's like, that's a pretty cool idea. That's a cool idea. Yeah. But it never happened. You know, yeah. I still like the direction they went with with the second one. I think that was not bad. It was pretty cool. And yeah. then obviously too, you know what Devil's Reach actually kind of got that a little bit. You know, you got you the did. sequel that you never got to see, just obviously with different characters and a different. Did you story ever see? Altogether. Did you ever see Lords of Salem? I I saw a long time ago, and it's it didn't do anything for me. Okay. I, none of his movies I, just I think ever did very for under, me. That's actually my favorite Rob Zombie film. I think really? it's very under, yeah, I think it's very underrated. I think it's a really cool film. Yeah, his movies just never did anything for me. I I remember I saw. I loved his music, but like I saw House of Thousand Corpses and I thought it was okay. And then Devil's Rejects just blew me away. I was like, this is amazing. This guy's a fucking genius. It's a really good film. Halloween came out and I was like, and I was really excited for that because I love Devil's Rejects. I'm like, all right, I love Halloween. It's my favorite horror movie. Rob Zombie just blew me away with Devil's Rejects. That movie was a huge letdown and just everything else after. I was just like, this. Rob, stick to music, man. You had your it's one. It's funny because I, I probably movies. like his films. I'm like the opposite. I kind of like his films better than his music. <laughs> really? Okay. Me too. Yeah. I like his music. I'm not the biggest music movies. fan, but I I definitely yeah. think his music's definitely better than his. No, no. Uh, his he's movies. got a couple catchy songs. Oh yeah, he's got some I'm, not, songs. I'm not a big fan. It is timeline a little bit. I was talking to Mick about this. I'm not a big fan of that kind of late '90s, early 2000s kind of industrial. Yeah, where it's just uh, a bunch of samples and audio. I like and, I like the white zombie. Corny to me. I'm gonna be right back. Let me use the bathroom. Yeah, I like yeah. White Zombie better than I like White Zombie Rob better Zombie than stuff. Rob Zombie too. It's a. It sounds a little more like a band. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like White Zombie, man. White Zombie rules, and I like Hillbilly Deluxe, and I think that's about it. There's some good songs. That's definitely his best yeah. album that I've heard. There are some catchy songs on that, but he still. It sounded more like a band. White Zombie. That's the yeah. Thing. White Zombie ruled. Yeah. Uh, I hope he doesn't ruin the monsters though. That, but it looks like he's doing a comedy of it, or he's not going to make I think, it more. Well, I, 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 I can't say anything about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I was about to say something, but then I'm drinking scotch, and then I remember I can't say anything. That's good. I won't ask you about it then. Well, I know what you're doing now. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not, I'm not writing it. I, but I, I, this is. I know some people. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So I know some things about it, but I, okay. I promised you know, them, but I can't talk about it. That's the, Since that's we're good. talking about horror, you know, to me, the one story that they've never, ever made right, I think if you did it in a way like the, Peter Jackson made Lord of the Rings, is the stand. I agree. There's, come, there's, there's, there's no definitive stand. There was, you know, good. there was a period, which I actually thought it would have been good. There was a period when Ben Affleck, right after the town, which was a pretty yeah. good movie right after the town ben affleck there was this period where ben affleck was like suddenly a sought after director right after the town people thought oh he's hopefully like the next clint eastwood and he was pitching a stand he wanted to do like a, a, a two-part he wanted to break it up into two parts kind of like they did with the it movie he wanted to do a two-part epic warner brothers same company that did clint eastwood's films wanted to do it and at some point someone pulled the chicken switch i don't know who uh, did it but it felt like at that moment that was a moment where ben affleck had his shit together he was a director with acclaimed 
he wanted to do this, he would also, I think, been good playing like maybe Stu or one of the characters as well. And that could have been this big budget epic stand. And I actually think his tone would have been good at that point, because I think he had kind of an earthy working class tone that would have been a little like Stephen King. I think it would have worked well for the stand, but it didn't happen. And then before you know, he's being cast as Batman and just things aren't really working out for him anymore. And he's kind of going back in the direction that he was in before that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm sure even personally, I I know that's a moment where two paths like were laid out where he could have went. And I feel Mm -hmm. like if he had done the stand, he would have continued as a director and that would have been his like life. But instead, you know, he went back to being an actor. And, but I think if that happened, I think we might've gotten a a definitive stand. I think that could have worked but it didn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah, and to me, that's a story that it's his best book, in my opinion. I mean, I've read every single book, but I really, really enjoyed it. When I was younger, I used to think that. I kind of grown, I've grown to really like the darker ones. I do like The Stand, but I've grown to, I probably, Pet Cemetery is probably my favorite. And and Cujo. Cujo is a really good book. You're right, it's dark. I like I, I like, like Salem's Lot. Why can't Salem's Lot be remade? Salem's Lot's good. I like I think my they Stephen are remaking King. it. I like Stephen I King. Salem's Lot was, was pretty good. The movie version. Which one? It was the the movie. The made for TV one. Yeah, that Toby. Yeah, Hooper. the made for TV one. Toby yeah, I thought that was really that good. Well. That was pretty yeah. fucking creepy. Yeah, I like it a lot. Especially, did you ever see the full uncut version? Yeah. TV? Yeah, that's much better. When I first saw Salem's Lot, I saw this like a. Uh, cut version that was like they try to get it down to like two hours or nine yeah minutes. and i remember watching that and thinking oh this isn't so good but then years later they finally released like the full mini series without commercials and it was like yep. three, three hours and i watched it and it blew me away i was like I that's love, damn uh, good i love stephen king as a writer but man that's his the movies usually turn out really shitty but sam's lot the full version's like one of the few ones they, where i really love it in the, the shining but the that's mainly stanley 80s. kubrick well uh, they, there it. were a lot of good ones in the 70s and 80s i thought dead zone was good carrie was great uh yeah i like the christine is really oh, christine, christine yeah christine's yeah. great yeah i think cujo's a good movie i like I a lot of children of the maximum movie. overdrive Maxwell Overdrive. Maxwell Overdrive is a fun movie. The original Pet Cemetery, I think, is good. Yeah, I like the original. Didn't he he write Creepshow? Wasn't Creepshow his name? Creepshow. It was him and George Romero. Romero. Yeah, him and George Romero. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, a lot of of good stuff uh, from the 70s and 80s. Now, Misery. Misery was good, too. Misery was all right. Yeah, Misery was good, too. One where he turns into that plant and he shoots himself. That was Stephen King. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen King was uh, one of the shit. people that got me into yeah. writing. Yeah, you nice. know, when I was twelve, I, I, Stephen King got me into ACDC oh, nice. <laughs> because there's maximum override. That's how many movies would be better if they had ACDC in the soundtrack. Just think about it. I know. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, someone who's in junior high hearing, watching Maximum Overdrive? I'm like eleven or twelve, and that's actually the first time I heard ACDC. Dang. Nice. That's a, like that's the first time I heard Hell's Bells and for those about yeah. the rock and stuff like that in that movie. And I can tell you, it just blew me away. As much as I love the movie and Stephen King, the thing I left with was who's this fucking ACDC band? <laughs> and, and like, like I went down this rabbit hole big time because of that movie. So it's because of Stephen King that I, you know, everything that I am with rock and roll kind of 
you know, it's a big, it was a yeah. major point in my life. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. I, I just want to ask you, have you ever seen that movie, the serpent and the rainbow? Yeah. Yes. West Caribbean. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a chick creepy, was hot. That's a creepy fucking movie. Because voodoo, chick man, voodoo scares the shit out of me, man. <laughs> shit like yeah. that with like fucking uh, exorcist. Voodoo, voodoo, fucking voodoo devil worshiping. Silence like of Lambs always messed my brain up oh, that a lot. Movie. That's creepy but, too. Anything with Hannibal Lecter usually. That new not necessarily. Psycho, Silence of the yeah. Lambs, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all inspired by Ed Gaines. <laughs> yeah. Now that'll <laughs> fuck you up. I remember when I read that, I said, "Wait a minute, those three movies are all inspired by the same serial killer. How fucked up is this serial killer?" <laughs> And then I read up about him. I was like, oh, shit, he's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's like, no wonder you can get three fucking franchises out of him. <laughs> three completely different franchises, too. Oh, my fucked God. Man. <laughs> well, I wanted to get into a Nirvana debate, but we went pretty long. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. we'll get into that. We'll get into that in another episode. Another we episode. can do that another yeah. time. Yeah, we yeah. Can. when Jerry's here, man, I know he wants to join that. Oh yeah, was, yeah, we'll come back. Let's, this yeah. is good times. I was going to talk times. about cover models. We could do that later. Like we'll do that at a time. Hey, Mark, one thing: yeah. uh, make plans. Uh, t- Tuesday. Do you have Tuesday open uh, when we're doing the Judas Free show? I'm off. You're off all day. I'm off you all should, day. So how far is it to, for you to get in LA? What, like two hours? Like an hour. Uh, just an hour? Yeah, I'm just outside Pasadena. Oh, okay. Rancho, well, yeah. yeah. Well, we should we should all meet up at the Rainbow before. Okay. Yeah. So, so where's yeah, the parking so at? Do you park somewhere? Where you park? <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They got valet parking or oh. street parking. It's street easy. parking. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah they, it, well, especially if it's in the middle of the day, it'll be like middle of the day, Tuesday yeah. afternoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, parking's easy. Tuesday afternoon, not a problem. Cool, man. Yeah. Just so we'll make plans. Time. Yeah, we'll do it, and we're gonna do uh, was, priest thing. Yeah, I was seeing if Vincent wanted the carpool because I go right past him. Oh, if you're well, yeah. Well, Vincent's in Pastina. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he'll probably do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you guys uh, make plans to carpool, <coughs> and then I'll meet you at the Rainbow. We'll all meet up there. We'll have just, like, maybe one beer. Be responsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two for and the non-drivers. We'll, and then we'll go and fucking rock out the priest. Yeah, man. It's cool, yeah, it man. Yeah, sounds like good times. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. It'll be our second show watching him. It'll be my third show seeing him because I think before that, I saw them with Deep Purple. And yeah, and I saw them with you, and this will be my third time. Yeah. It'll be my third time as well. I didn't see the purple one, but I saw the leg before that. So I saw two fa- firepower legs as well. Nice. It's awesome. Okay. So it should be good. Should, it'll be All good right, time. guys. Uh, promote your show, man. Uh, Eric, go ahead. Promote All us. right. So me and uh, Edwin Canstrachi down there, the cool guy with the Brian Johnson hat, uh, me and him have the Rock All Over You podcast. Uh, basically have episodes up every other Sunday, although in March, I think we're going to be having an episode every Sunday because we got a couple big episodes coming up that may end up being two parters, but, uh, yeah, check us out, man. Go go on our Facebook page. It's rock all over you podcasts. Uh, we got a new page now too, where you can leave reviews, leave reviews on iTunes. If you leave reviews, we will read them on the air. So yeah, we got some cool episodes. Our recent one is the Vince Neil exposed episode, real fun episode. And, uh, also, too, Edwin's got a really amazing YouTube channel that I'll let him plug. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talk about like music and shit. <laughs> and, 
and uh, Charles can't talk about what he's plugging right now, but in about a week, the country's in might have a different leader. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Oh, you're going I over there? Not. You're going over there? Yeah, I'm going to Poland. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit. See, all that's so far from the truth. Ooh, Keep that yeah. idea. Don't worry, not too many people are watching Mark's thing. Right. Oh, hey, so, yeah, <laughs> damn. I just busted. Uh, yeah, doing my thing, and uh, now I still don't have anything. The national than... security state considers it safe to call. Yeah, I don't want the so. FBI knocking down my door, man. I don't need that. I'm no, not, I'm not Terrence. It's not even. It's not even like that. It's really not. Uh, it's just a line of work, the same as anybody else. But uh, no, I still don't. Other than silly Skeletor memes and. Uh, occasional <laughs> oasis videos that drive people up the wall and uh, stuff like that but i will still be online and still moving towards my own direction eventually so yeah we'll get you there told me you were going to come out here and then you said no i'm going over there i go fuck i thought we we're going to go to shows yeah i guess I not <laughs> well it, well you never know it might never even know. end up being california again so we'll all right see. well you probably don't want to be here the prices are freaking <laughs> that's everywhere yeah. it's everywhere it's actually everywhere. yeah crazy all right all good right, times guys. guys good talking to you charles good times talking to you mark as always you're awesome hey eric it was nice to actually talk to you face to face we never actually i know right we never see each other's faces <laughs> we never actually see each other. i had to put clothes on today <laughs> <laughs> i assumed you were always naked before yeah <laughs> so oh, all right all right guys guys cheers all right take it easy right. subscribe and share later. Yep. All right. Later, guys. Later. Later. Yeah. Later.